Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, uh, this is Joaquin. And I'm still Jay. And this is the Overflow Podcast at uh, thisisoutcry.com. Uh, we are here today for our 12th podcast. I'm going to keep numbering them until we get to 20 and then we're throwing a party. Because oh, God, I think you're going to just stop numbering. Then, and I'll stop numbering <laughs> at 20. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that out. But uh, hey, man! If we don't if we don't keep the numbering, then we'll never know how many podcasts we did. <laughs> well, I number them when I type them in, but then I always forget. Um, so we are here uh, today, uh, super excited. Um, it's been a it's been a great week um, overall. I know Jay's been saying that he's been busy, but he's always crying about being busy. So he's a big baby like that. Hey, I'm a big baby. Um, Yo, I mean, I'm going to cut you off because, you know, That's you, you got to stop talking bad about me. But did we ever give Angel props for the, for the intro and the yeah. outro? Uh, you know what? We have it. We're Dude. terrible friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time so, I hear the intro, I'm like. I thought we did. No, we never did. I, I think we did. Kind of, you know, kind like, like like a backhanded compliment, yeah, like a blurb or something, real um, quick. That, that might have been one of the parts that, like, with it, when the the audio messed up, and it was yeah, probably, it, right? and I had to cut it out. So the intro and the outro. So right now we're just gonna do this, Angel. I know you're gonna listen to this. You're our most faithful customer or listener, not customer, because you don't you don't pay us. You're our most faithful listener. Hey, uh, the intro and the outro. So this is our cries podcast, the overflow podcast at this is our cry. I always got to keep saying it right. Like talk radio um, was, was done by our buddy, good friend of ours, a brother uh, that we will have as a guest. Once we figure out and once I know what I'm doing, I think we're ready. Um, he will, uh, he'll join us. Angel out one of those weird Spanish Puerto Rican names. I'd never heard of <laughs> until I met him, but I didn't grow up on the Island. So I would, I wouldn't know. Uh, Angel, man, we thank you for the beat. We thank you for the intro and the outro. Really appreciate it. We love you, bro. And um, yeah, for all you millions of listeners, all you millions, right, you need music. You need done. a hot track. You need a hot track. You need or whatever. hot fire. <laughs> I spits hot fire. You need hot fire. Then let us <laughs> you know, know. Let us know, and we'll connect to we'll the connect angel. To the angel. The he will. He will hook you up proper. What you say, hammer? Yeah, <laughs> it's time to pray, pray. But anyway, um, <laughs> we got to pray. Um, Just to make it to, oh, we're a bunch of idiots. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> shout out to MC Hammer in case he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Because we're going to put that hammer on the tag, on the tag, like when we tag, <laughs> so that he'll, he probably like hashtags himself. And he's oh. gonna listen to this. Stuff. He's like he hashtags himself. He searches himself. You think he on searches hashtags. himself? <laughs> How relevant am I today? <laughs> and he's gonna be like, "Hey, these guys talked about me. Then they make fun of me. I want to be their friend." <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna send us a cease and desist. And letter. then and then we'll learn how to dance proper. So uh, so with that being said, anyway, yo. So it's been. <laughs> 
It's funny because the first thing I referenced was a Tribe Called Quest song. Yes. And then you went into <laughs> you went into MC Hammer. Yeah. Because, you know. It's what it is. Hammer it's what, a, we, it's what we do. A, Hammer's a Christian. Tribe Called Quest, I think they were Muslims. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to stick with the Christians because we're like that. Um, I don't know. Don't write. Don't write me hate mail. Pfft, who cares? Write me hate mail. That means you're listening. Um, we got to talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, hey, listen, it's 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 been a great week. Uh, <laughs> it's been a great week. Good segue. I was super excited about this weekend. Got some stuff popping. Um, what you got going on? Well, you know, I collect. So, and I've mentioned this before. You know, I buy records, and and um, I like to collect records and. I, uh, the record store in Woodstock, uh, which is not too far from, from here, from where I live, uh, the guy's doing a record of the record of the month, an album of the month. And so this, this month was the first month he's doing it. And the album is a blues album. And what's cool is you don't know what the album is until you go pick it up. That's cool. Yes. I'd be a little leery of that. No, man, that's awesome. Cause that's how you discover, that's how you discover new music. Um, so he yeah, does, so every, that's exactly why I would be a little leery of that. No, that's cause you're not, you're not adventurous, Jay. So on Saturday, we're going to, we're going to go to the records, record shop. And, uh, at nine, when he closes, we're going to have like a little listening party, listen to the, listen to the album that you bought, that I bought, you know, get to meet new people that have also bought this, this album. And it'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I like the idea of like just the mystery of, not knowing, you know, all I know is the genre blues. I'm not really into blues, but so it'll be cool to see what he's picking out that might pique my interest in, into the, I, you know, you think I'd be into blues as, as much as I'm always like, you know, complaining, complaining about <laughs> crap, but yeah, not into blues, I think into blues and country music. I, sh- you know, I should be into the blues. Nah, country, uh, some country music. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, so I, I got that this weekend. You know, got church. We we started a new series at church. It was it's pretty bomb about uh, uh, heaven on earth. Talking about you know just the diversity of That's God's kingdom. So it's, That's interesting because we we've been doing a series, almost the same thing of the kingdom of God being at hand. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> well, we're doing it more celebrating the beauty of just the diversity in God's kingdom, and like uh, on the seventeenth. Uh, which is a week from this, right? A week from this yeah, next weekend. This next weekend, uh, we're actually doing like an international, like food festival. Right, 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 right. You told me about that. Yeah, so we're gonna have like food from all from all over, like, you know, Chinese and Korean. But it's and, being catered, right? Nobody's cooking. Well, I think some people are cooking. Some things are gonna be catered. It's gonna be interesting how they do it. The funny thing was. Was that in my small group talking about you know Latinos right? Because there's so many Latinos right, like so many countries represented. Mm-hmm. So it's like how right. how can you do a like what kind of like how can you do a plate that will be kind of representative? So it's like you have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I said, look, just put rice and beans on every plate. <laughs> That's representative of every Latino culture. They all eat rice and beans. That's true. You know, you put a put a hot dog because they all eat hot dogs. And you're good to go. <laughs> 
hot dogs aren't Latino, though. <laughs> hey, but rice, but like, and, rice and beans. Hey, they might as well put the little chachichas, right? The little, uh, the little, uh, <laughs> little chachichas. The little chachichas. Vienna sausages. Vienna sausages. All of them eat that. <laughs> All of them. It's not a representation of it our culture. It does represent it because we eat it. Everyone eats it. We eat everything. So everyone understands. So there you go. So those Make not hamburgers. a representation I, of my, my suggestion, my like suggestion. Like that's us. Well, and the Dominicans, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, so, but it's, but it's mostly. But us. I was saying no. But you, I'm, I'm trying to keep it general so no one gets confused. No, but that's I know. But you put something in that's not like cohesive to the culture, then it's it just is, whatever. Well, no, but it is cohesive. Right? No, it's not. And um, not everybody, almost, and not everybody eats. Listen, those Vienna. Sausages. I have been to different Latino countries, and they all fed me Vienna sausages <laughs> at some point. So I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> it is a thing. I was better than my my idea was let's you know for the Puerto Ricans we'll just give them a hot dog with a slice of cheese mayonnaise and ketchup oh and there you go that's disgusting <laughs> that's, Angel loves them no really? Angel yeah oh. and see so that's Puerto Ricans that's Puerto Rican I've never eaten that oh as man a I've seen it all the time except it's an I must be an island thing that's but that's even gotta, on the island I've never that's seen that be, that's an island thing. <laughs> That's an island. And your dad was a chef, so you, so you didn't, you know, you didn't have to do that. But yeah, you're probably you know, none right. of our that's, that's, that's probably why. Sure, that, that'll be your excuse. That's probably that'll be, why. That'll be your excuse. <laughs> no, but no lie. Like my dad hated hot dogs. So you see, there you go. Your dad was a weirdo. Those hot dogs were awesome. Unless we're in the um, city and it was a dirty water dog, forget about it. Bro. Yeah, because that's what. Yeah, because that's not disgusting. Or Nathan's a, hot a, dog. Over I don't want to put mayonnaise or ketchup on a hot dog <laughs> because that's gross. Even though that's what mayo ketchup is made out of. But <laughs> but not but, on a hot dog. That's good. It's good though. Like I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of the slice of cheese with the, yeah, with the mayonnaise and must, mayonnaise and, uh, and ketchup. Yo, that, that's uh, that's delicious. Our listeners out there, you should try it. It's very good. Uh, Yo, if you try it, hit us up and let us know. It's delicious. Uh, so, uh, so why we got the hot? Anyway, so we got that coming up. So, <laughs> hey, so you know, so some cool stuff. I um, I found some. Uh, I found a cool piece of machinery that uh, hopefully we'll be getting uh, that should help our, our podcasts a little bit. So I'm really excited about kind of looking looking at that stuff this weekend. Dope, dope, that's dope. more. That's more for for me and Jay. We're just. Uh, well, for you, you're the tech guy. Everybody's like, well, we don't care. Well, you care. You will care. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you will care. You will care. You um, will, or is it you will be made to care? You will be made to care. But, uh, yeah, man, all kinds of, like, dope stuff. Uh, the Walking Dead season finale was this last Sunday. I, I, you don't watch it. but I stopped watching but it. But I do. It became it was crazy. too ridiculous to me. Um, well, you know, uh, yeah, what's ridiculous about the premise that you're people no, in a no, world were zombies? No, that's not ridiculous. No, no. The thing is that, that the fact that it's still on. Yeah, but it's man, ridiculous to me. People like get killed all the time. Like, it's not like the same people. Like, <laughs> like the cast kind of rotates, and you got your main guys. And it was really good. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little sad because now one of my, I need to. Feel, oh, that's right. Fear of the Walking Dead is coming on. So, oh, we got some more zombies. Love zombies. <laughs> it was funny. It was like I love watching. As my- a Christian, you shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else. It doesn't hurt my walk with the Lord. <laughs> Why? They're, they're like bad. The dead are the bad guys. Um, which is funny because I'll watch, I'll watch zombie movies. I'll watch like werewolf movies. I'll watch 
like vampire movies, right? But I will not watch any ghost movies. <laughs> Any movies with like, like little murderous children, like that are yeah, like the but, spawn of the devil, right? Or right, like um, like The Shining, Red right? Rome, yeah, Red um, yeah, like or, or was it The Omen? Or <laughs> uh, well, there was that one uh, a few years ago with Michael Keaton where they like it captured the voices in the recorder and it was you know saying all kinds of I'm gonna get you and all this stuff and like the trailer it's scared like white, noise. white noise. I've never seen it. I mean, I just, either. I just the, remember the, I remember the, the, trailer, the trailer scared me. Like the first <laughs> time I saw it, I saw it was in the see, movies. See, but you're weird. You're weird because you say all that, but then you'll watch like um, reality shows like Ghost Hunters <laughs> and all that stuff, and you and you watch it scared. You watch it all, all scared, like 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 a five year old scared of the boogeyman. But you sit and you watch an entire episode. And I watch like, it. I watch it like at midnight. I watch I think, it at, at, the, at night. Like, like you introduce me to that show, and I'm like, why am I watching this? And I turn around, and you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. It's like, if you're so scared, why don't you turn it off? I don't know. I don't know. I wish you guys could see how red Joaquin is right now. <laughs> because that's so true. <laughs> I do that. I watch. Them. I do watch. Like I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. Like I guess I, you know I'm not even gonna try to venture a guess. You see, I I I'll watch the same thing like the the sci-fi stuff, werewolves, and all that stuff. Right. My where I draw the line, <laughs> where I draw the line is like um exorcisms or like demonic possession like like movies that deal with that with people right. being possessed by demons or whatever right. because like for a lot of people that stuff isn't real right for right. me i've seen those things i watch so, so i watch, like, so I'll for watch. me it's it's i've seen I've seen those things and it freaks me out in person. So I'm not like, I'm not going to go and watch right. a movie about it. Right? Right. It's like, I'll watch, I I've watched one. I, I watched the exorcist like the, like the old movie. Old, yeah. I, I watched, I watched that, that one. Um, and it didn't scare me, but I watched one with my mom and my dad and my, I think both of my sisters. Yeah. So it was all of us and we're watching it. And it was, this new one was extended version or whatever, it had extra scenes or whatever. I remember thinking it's not that scary, but of course I was cracking jokes the whole time to course, hide my of fear. Course you were. Of course, you were. <laughs> to hide my but fear. I think I saw The Exorcist when I was young, right? So like I hadn't seen anything or whatever. But then older and going on mission trips and whatever, and then having right. having seen those things in real life, right? All of a sudden, right. yeah, it, 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 it didn't become it. It, it wasn't fake anymore. Like oh, this, this stuff is real. Yeah, anything. Yeah, right, anything so I, with possession. I, like that's just, that, that stuff scares me. Like anything with possession, because I'm like, because I know it's real. Like you right. know, like I believe it to be real. So I'm like, I can't. Like werewolves? No, they don't exist. Zombies don't exist. You well, know, vampires. <laughs> vampires don't exist. Well, I mean, people say they're vampires. Vampires do exist. Not in the Hollywood form, but vampires. I mean, people that drink blood, they do exist. I we're mean, Texas, about, just, Texas just 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 killed a kid who who killed the kid and drank all his blood. Well, not all of it, okay, but drank a big so portion. So, see, of it. that's not vampirism. But that is that's, vampirism. That is demonic possession, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with vampirism. That is just straight up demonic possession. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight talking all this scary stuff. All right. So, on a lighter note, um, this past Tuesday was Juice's birthday. Did you, did you wish him a happy birthday? 
I did. Bright light, bright light. I did. I, I tried to take a picture and I messed it up. Yeah, I did wish him a happy birthday. Okay, he, cool. He never responded. Nah, he didn't respond to anything or anyone on Tuesday. Jerk. But on Wednesday, he did. <laughs> I didn't see no response. On Wednesday, he did. But, you know, he's like a million years old, so... He is like he is mad. He's older than you, right? No, of course not. I'm the oldest guy. Are you the oldest? Every thing that we do, everywhere we go, with no matter who we're with, That's not I'm true. always the oldest guy. That's not true. Yeah, most. Uh, I mean, we've been to we've, nine, we've done, nine we've out of ten times. We've is. done events where you weren't the oldest guy. Nine like, out of ten times it is. Nine times out of ten. Nine out of ten times it is. I don't know about that. I'm the old guy. We but, go out. I'm the old guy of the group. Why do I think? Why do I think Juice is older than you? <laughs> I have no idea. I think he's more your age than mine. He's 25. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the old guy of the group. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I come to terms with it. But that's okay. It's okay to be old. Today, uh, I just want to just, just, I'll be posting this on Instagram in a little while. But we have. Who'd you you take a picture of? We have, we have the Arkham, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight Batman. Oh, I got to finish that game. Is joining us for the podcast today. He's going <clears> to <throat> protect us from all the scary stuff we were talking about. <laughs> I got to finish that game. But there was there was a comment where Batman and Superman fought werewolves and vampires. So I know this got to be able to I'm, handle it. I'm stuck on a new game, The Division. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh. I don't have fancy schmancy PlayStation 4. <laughs> Like Jay, Jay got oh I got a fancy game I'm like I got records from the seventies <laughs> <laughs> so who's the old one now <laughs> and I'm waiting for the new Uncharted the new uh, I just don't have the patience to play video games anymore unless it's football and I'm playing against somebody where I can See, yell at that's them. the thing like I, it takes me like forever to play these games because you know schedules and whatever right. and then now going to the why it'll work out when I come home from work. So it's like whenever I get a breather, I'll sit down and I swear I'll play like maybe 30 minutes and I'm done because I'll be falling asleep while playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, even when I was a kid, I never really played. Like I would play for an hour and then I go outside. Yeah. Or go jump in the We had a pool. We got to go jump in the pool. Eh, no pools in the ghetto. But I would be playing. Oh, there's pools in the ghetto. Yeah, no, they're just no, like they're no, just like nobody wants to swim in. No them. pools in the they're, ghetto. They're not. They're not <laughs> giant, blue. Giant toilets, but no yeah. pools. In <laughs> they're the ghetto. not blue. They're like green. But hey, it's just a pool. But um, yeah, me too. I would be there playing, and as soon as it's like like straight out of movie, straight out of movie, one of the one of my friends would call from outside. Hey, Jay, play this place of baseball. Like turn everything off. Scream out the window, I'll be right down. <laughs> Run downstairs, we'd be outside playing baseball until the streetlights came on. Yeah, we, we I would, uh, for me, it was when my, as soon as my parents got home, I was out the door. Because, nah. you know, we lived in the suburbs, a little more dangerous out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I hear. There's that's what a, I hear. You had it rough. Hey, man. You know, people always talking about the hood. Nah, the hood, the hood. Hey. It's tough living in the suburbs. It's tough being a white Puerto Rican in the suburbs. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> a white Rican. A white Rican in the suburbs. It's, it's, that's a tough thing too, bro. <laughs> right, so I, got, I have a funny too. story. So Jay's got a funny at, story. At now, it better it better make us laugh. Well, you already know it, so whatever. Yeah, so it better make me laugh. Again. You already know it. You already laughed at this, but the deal is this. I'm gonna 
make it a lot shorter for <laughs> for time for Thank time you. reasons. But um, at work, I met a guy that gets the um, the subscription cards for for the newspaper. Okay, right, and he tells me how he goes through. He has he takes all these cards and he has to process them and put them away and put the information in so that people can start getting the paper. So then he tells me that every once in a while he gets like some, he gets a card with like a crazy message on it that, you know, he laughs, but he has to process it and then throw it out. All right. So then he tells me, he shows me one, All right? Now this is a kid. Now this is a kid at work that, um, all week I've been trying to get his attention to start building relationships with him, you know, to, well, you know, to do the mission, to do the mission, to, right. to reach, to reach everyone. Right. They just move me from one section to another. So it's like a whole bunch of new people who don't every, – everyone in my department knows what I do and that I'm I'm out and I'm a preacher and I'm an evangelist or whatever. But, you know, new department, so – Right, Pastor Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining these relationships, right? Find out he's a comic nerd and a movie nerd just like us. So we have common ground and we're talking and we're building and it's all good. And then he tells me, look – I got a crazy card just now. Oh, man, this was hilarious. Here, I'm going to let you read it. And no lie, the card said, have you repented from your sins and accepted <laughs> Jesus Christ as your Savior? So it was the person was witnessing <laughs> through his right. Atlanta Journal mem- right. membership. And, and, my, and my thing is, my thing is twofold, right? My thing is twofold. I'm here, like, I'm looking at this card, and he is, like, cracking up laughing so hard and right. i'm just like the person that filled this out number one do they think that this kind of stuff works and number two i hope that somehow they get to know that they just really messed it up for me <laughs> <laughs> See, though, every day this week i'm building i'm building i'm building and then somebody does some crazy stuff like this makes us all look like a bunch of wackos no, Vecito, but I, like I told you earlier, that was a perfect opportunity for you to look at the kid dead in the eye and say, not for nothing, but have you repented? <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe this was a kind of a wackadoodle kind of way of doing it, but uh, let's have a serious conversation. Right See, that was a perfect opportunity. Oh, man. It was I, just... think, I think Paul would have taken, taken that opportunity. <laughs> He would have said, he would have said, you have people that write many different things on these cards. <laughs> Not at my job. But I'm going to tell you <laughs> what is written on this card is the truth. So well, that's, I mean, yeah, I don't, I've never quite understood. I mean, that's like, I remember as a kid, um, like people would take the, uh, the tracks that look like, like $20 bill or hundred dollar bills. Right. Like a folded. I, I remember one time in, in, mi- in, in middle York. school. I used to be so mad. Oh, I used to see him. I used to. Well, you used to be mad because you always fell for it. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I uh, I remember $10. middle school. Somebody had thrown on the floor, and I saw you saw like five or six guys like shoving <laughs> and pushing each other, trying to grab it, and they grabbed <laughs> it. It was like, oh, then they threw it back on the floor. No, in, in New York, what we would, what I would see a lot on the trains. Would be the chick tracks. Oh, the chick tracks. Yes, I remember right, those. the little comic book booklet type. Yeah, things. those like some of those were kind of scary. Very, when you read them. very scary. Like, yeah, but like you would see them everywhere, and I would always, I was so thankful when I saw one. 
not because I needed Jesus or I needed to repent, but they were like little comic books. Right. And I would read them to, to keep myself from falling asleep on the train <laughs> <laughs> and missing my stop and ending somewhere in Red Hook. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's so funny. That's so funny that, I mean, people all the time would do that. I, I've, you know, I heard of people that would leave like, instead of a tip, they'll leave a track. Leave, leave leave a tip with your track. You know, I'm <laughs> you like, leave a track. Uh, leave a track. But leave a well, tip too. Well, my thing is, my and somebody and I, I I believe this to be true. So this is why I don't don't leave tracks. If you're gonna leave a tip, I mean, if you're gonna leave a track, don't leave a fifteen or twenty percent tip. Leave like a thirty percent tip. You right. know, you know, over, you know. So so I, I like so I don't leave tracks. That way I can just give them my twenty and keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. Or my less than sometimes it's a little less than twenty. It just depends, but yeah. So I don't. Yeah. So yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So um, folks out there listening, don't do that, please. But if you do do that, take a picture of it, send it to us because we do want to see it, and you might actually get made fun of. Email it at info at thisisoutcry dot com. Make sure you put your name on it so that we can give you a shout out here on the podcast. We will give you a shout as out we're making fun of you. As, as, <laughs> As uh, we're yes, as as I am p- passive aggressively <laughs> calling you dumb dumb. <laughs> actually, that was very pretty much straightforward. That was straight. That was there was nothing that was passive, not, was about, nothing that passive about that. <laughs> you know, but it's it's just funny because there are a lot of people that do things like that. You know, like whoever did that on the subscription card, we don't know if it was a joke or real. Right, right? their attentions. But there are a lot of people that do things like that 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 they're like they're serious. They they really think that right. they're. Uh, you know, making <laughs> making moves in the kingdom, right? Like reaching. Which people. actually, you know what though? If you're gonna do that, I'll be honest with you. If you're gonna do something like that, like write a Bible verse out, right? You know what I'm saying? Like instead of saying, "Oh, have you repent?" Write a write a Bible verse that says, "Have you repented?" You know what I'm saying? Like so, so like just write a Bible verse instead of instead of writing on it. Because what if the part? What if this guy had said, "Man, I haven't repented. I want to repent." And then like, who's he gonna turn to? So write a Bible verse and, and write your church's name and number on yeah, there. Yeah, because like that—that that was a big thing. Like I would when I would see the chick tracks on the train, they would just like they'd be blank. Oh, the okay, back yeah, of them yeah. have like a space for you to write or a stamp or a stamp, whatever, and, and they'd then be what? blank, right? So it's like okay. And at the end of every chick track was like like the sinner's prayer or right. something that led towards redemption, right? Yep. And like if somebody sat there really down, right, if you really spoke whatever, to them, like yeah, and spoke to them, and then it's like. Okay, and they prayed on the train. They had this, right? and then it's like, so, well, so where, do I go? where do I go? Where do I go from here? Because they're like, because if they go, they might be like, I ain't going back to that church I used to go to. <laughs> that's 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 a uh, that's a very real thing right there, my right? brother. Right? So, yeah, man, <laughs> man, you know what? Angel Angel made a comment about us saying right, and now every time I say right, I'm like self conscious about it. Uh, man. Right? Right, 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 <laughs> good, that's good DNA. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so we've wow, we've talked about a whole bunch of weird stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna mention this because we because I have to. 
Uh oh. Because this is the kind of people we are. But the new Rogues trailer for Star Wars <laughs> came out. The teaser came out today. You need to go check it out. I believe that on Monday, I think is that what I read? On Jimmy Kimmel, the full trailer's coming out next week. Since I when did Jimmy Kimmel become the go-to guy for trailers? A- ABC. Yeah, Disney. Word. Okay, I take it all so, back. <laughs> ha! That was answered. <laughs> that was easy. That was a easy. That's the easiest thing I've had to answer all ever. Um, so with that being said, um, we'll just go ahead and... So the full trailer's going to be out on Monday? I believe it's Monday. I Don't quote me on the Monday part, but I know it's coming. It's going to be released on Jimmy Kimmel. Might be... They released a teaser today, maybe tomorrow, but I think Monday, Monday or Tuesday or something like that. What did you think of the teaser? I like the teaser. Right. It was. It had my boy in it. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. <laughs> That's my boy. I mean, he's like 50 years old. He looks better than both of us. Donnie Yen. I hate him. Dude, Donnie Yen. <laughs> but it also had Forrest Whitaker doing his... His ghost dog ninja. Oh, no, right. <laughs> right. Yes, ghost that's dog. what that reminded yeah, me of. The samurai, the ghost dog samurai. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good flick. Yeah, but, it um, was so underrated. But yeah, man, I hate Donnie Yen. Man, he looks so good for fifty years old, bro. Okay, stop fangirling. Um, you know what? I don't care. Because <laughs> I saw It Man, It Man Three. Dude, I haven't seen it yet. It was pretty good. It was not as wasn't as good as the, I don't think it was as good as the first two, but it was it was pretty, you know the fight. The fights were good. The fight with Tyson was actually pretty cool. Was it? Yeah. Um, uh, he, took a, he took a beating. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> no, not Tyson. Yip Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Tyson hit him a few times and he was like, oh, that hurt. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of times when he fights, yeah, like the Donnie and Yip Man, you know, he fights, he gets hit and he's like, oh, okay. Hit. Oh, okay. This one's like, oh, my goodness. This guy is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out. Maybe this so, weekend. Yeah, and the, and it's got subtitles. It makes sense. Awesome. So, so we got that going. Awesome. For it. It's not like it man three going on, and the subtitles are like of a cooking show. Oh, no, that's never happened. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's not a. Not no, it's not that. No, we've had it where it was like a t- different, completely different movie. <laughs> no, it's the it man subtitles, um, and no, it is not. Um, then him talking and then like a Polish guy doing the narration. Oh, there's, there's none of that. We're going to have to talk about that. But we'll, we'll, that we're going to put we're a pin on that one. That. Cause we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah, cause that's... that one's for you, Mike. Da. <laughs> that was... I know you listen. <laughs> that was for you. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. So put a pin. Uh, we're putting a pin on next that. week. So, uh, this week, what you got? I'm the one that came up with the idea for the, um, the topic. Yes, my evil plan is working perfectly. And yeah, Jay, Jay, well, Jay thinks is evil, but the, the, the reality, this is to be real. Like, we're going to be really, real, real right now. Really real. Really reality real. was. This, this is my really real voice. I was like, hey, Jay, what's the topic going to be? And Jay's, Jay was like, oh, I don't know. So I said, hey, I had an idea. <laughs> and then we argued about it. We hashed it out. I we talked about it. I mean, we kind of, no, we didn't like argue, argue. But <laughs> I'm doing the air quotes. We didn't argue. We talked about a little bit, and then I talked to Cal for about 30 minutes, and then we, decided, then we decided to do this. So, okay, no, you said we're going to get really real. Right, let's get really real. Right, really real is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to push you to do this more, to empower you a little more on like taking care of this thing. I already take care of this. You know what I'm talking about. This is your thing. 
I own my business. The podcasting and all that. The thing is, I can't do it by myself. No, no, not at all. Because at all. I will rant. <laughs> and then there'll be the overflow podcast. Not at all. Not, not, this is outcry. Not to leave you, not to leave you alone. Rant. Not to leave you alone in this. Don't but, leave me alone. <laughs> please don't go. But more like to, um, you know, for you to have more use this. But because when we go out, when we go out to churches and stuff right. like that, you know, you do more of like a, I don't want to say a host role. So, well, if, usually it's Juice does a lot of the hosting. Yeah, but yeah, but. But if he speaks, then, then yeah. I get it. If Juice is speaking, then they allow me to, to host. <laughs> I'm more right, but, but but most most of the times it's me speaking. So I think this is a. Because they don't want to hear me. This is a. They just want to hear Jay. Because <laughs> they're asking for Jay. They're asking. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, Oh, anyway, as I was yeah, saying, this is a this is a good place for you. We're like we're like blah. yeah. So anyway, so what you come up with? So um, all right. So, so here's the setup, right? So <clears throat> the topic for today, it's not an old topic. It was actually um, um, it was a topic that I shared many, many, many years ago. Now, when I was living in Austin, Texas, um, I was I was uh I was going to a, a Korean church that um. Their English service really catered more towards, like, the college kids um, at the University of Texas. And there were people that weren't in college. It was mostly Koreans. Uh, mostly Koreans, one Puerto Rican, a <laughs> couple of white guys, right? I mean, it's kind of the thing, right? And so um, the pastor, um, I had told him one time, I had said, hey, pastor, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I can speak and whatever, and if you ever want to use me if you would ever like to to use me in any way i'm more than happy to to like step in and and to you know to do a message and so out of the blue he came and he asked me one day he's hey can you uh speak at the uh the college meeting that we have this week and it was like uh right. about 70 80 students nice um <clears throat> you know all like eight mostly asian whatever and so this was uh, the message that um, I shared with them, uh, partly because uh, one thing that I learned in, in with, with these students in the Korean culture was that um, a lot of them were studying whatever they were studying. It was what their parents had pushed them to study. It wasn't what they necessarily wanted to study. You understand? Does that make sense? And so, um, <clears throat> I mean, I even met one one of the kids I became friends with. You know, we talked about that, and he was like, "Yeah, my parents, <laughs> my parents wanted me to be a, a doctor." He goes, "But I rebelled. I'm a, I'm a rebellious Korean. I'm going to be a lawyer." <laughs> yeah, you know, I went I went to Pratt with one of those. Like, and it was like he his family wanted him to be a dentist because his dad, his brother, right. they were all dentists, but he wanted to to design album covers. So like he rebelled, made it to New York, got in Pratt. Right. And that's actually what he does now. Right, right. You know, so, um, well, my thing was, the reason I think, like, yours is like, that's like, that's definitely cool. like a doctor, like, designer. That's like a real big gap. <laughs> you know, like, doctor, lawyer, the gap is really not that yeah, big. it's not that big. And he wanted to be a copyright lawyer at that, which was hilarious. That's a lot of money in that, though. What I'm saying, that's why I don't think his parents were that mad once they, yeah, saw, that's, that's once they saw the yearly salary. But anyway, I digress. Um <laughs> So this was the message that, uh, for whatever reason, God really laid this message on my heart. Um, 
well, not for whatever reason. God laid this message on my heart uh, for those students. And what was really cool was that afterwards I had several students say, man, like I'm about to graduate and thinking about what am I going to do with my life? I've studied this thing. You know, one guy even told me out of his, I think it was there four years at the school, five years. I, I came in top three sermons he heard his whole time there. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Oh, in your face, everyone else that he heard speak <laughs> like <Yes>. eight years ago. <laughs> Impressive would be if he remembers you still now. Yeah. Is Shut up. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and so also, so this message came to my mind because one of the things me and Jay, and we, and we talked about this, uh, before we had, we had touched the subject of, um, following our dreams or following your dreams and how, how does that, you know, how does that connect? How does following your dreams connect with what God wants you to do? Right. Um, or do they connect? And so with this, we're going to kind of quickly go, we're going to look really, we're only really looking at it was episode six. Uh, it was episode six. Yeah. So we're really only looking at like it really only two scriptures is, is what we're focusing on. But there's three things in these, um, well, there's, there's, there's two things and then there's kind of a, a pray, a, a prelude, right? Um, in these scriptures that I think is, I think is very instrumental. I, and I think it's very helpful for us to think about when we, when we sit down to say, you know, uh, what is it that God wants me to do? Because a lot of times I think that in our minds, we know what we want to do. And so when we ask God, Hey God, what do you want me to do? We ask, like, can we ask with the mindset of, oh, I know it's going to be what I want to do, right? I want to, you know, and we've talked like and that's that's even when if we ask, and that's even if we ask, correct? Because sometimes we just say, well, my dream is to do this, so God put this dream in me, and that's what I'm going to do. But did you did you ask God if that's really what He wanted you to do? You know, because dreams, you know, to me. You know, dreams, dreams are like emotions, right? They come and go, right? And <laughs> right. They come and go and, and, very fleeting. They change. And, and they change. I mean, I wanted to be a second baseman for the Chicago Cubs. Then I realized I was too slow. That's funny. I want to be a first baseman for the Yankees. And then I wanted to be a catcher for the Chicago Cubs. Then I realized I'm not a regular baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right. So those were dreams, but I'm not. I'm not pursuing those dreams anymore. Right. Uh, because I realized that those, those dreams, it was just, just that there were just dreams, right. There was going to be no substance to it. And I think that, um, as believers, we, 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 we get told by society. We get told even in the church, you know, do what makes you happy, follow your dreams, follow your passion, follow your talents. Right. We get told that a lot, but the question is, is that what God has told you to do? Have you sat down and said, God, what do you, what do you want me to do? And that's how you got your three C's. And, and part of that is how I got my three C's. I call it, I call it the, the three C's are the call, the commitment and the, um, the commission. So right. we're going to, so we're going to look at Isaiah chapter six. Um, right now and to kind of give the setup 
you know, Isaiah, Isaiah was, was already, was already serving the Lord. Okay. Um, the first five chapters, Isaiah is already speaking to the people of Israel. He's already given, given messages to the people of Israel. But in, 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 in chapter six, like a very, like a very intense thing happens with him. Um, that when I read it, when I look at it, it completely shifts his, his, you know, it shifts what he's doing. It shifts where he's going. It shifts his life. And so we're going to look at that. So, um, let me, uh, pull up here. So, so we're not going to read the whole, the whole first seven ver- verses, but we are going to, we're going to touch on, on, on the seventh verse. I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit what happens between one and um, seven. And that is this. Isaiah has a vision where he is standing before the Lord. And it's crazy. What? A vision that immense. Right. And and he's he's standing before the Lord and he sees like it says the train of his robe fills the temple. So just think like like just just the just the train just the the part that's dragging of his robe fills the temple and he's and he's covered right the lord is covered by the wings of his angels because you know Isaiah can't look if Isaiah looks at him right god is so holy right he's just covered that if Isaiah looks at him right he can just drop dead right we see this with Moses Right when God walks by and the, and and the covers his face, covers his face, right? And uh, but the but the, but it was so powerful that when he walks out, right, it says he was glowing, right, right. And that's just looking at the back of God. You know, could you imagine? He just sees his back. So Isaiah is in the temple, and there are angels, and they're covering uh, God's face. They're covering his feet. Okay. And they're worshiping God. And the angels are saying, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So Isaiah sees this, right? Isaiah has this intense encounter with God. And Isaiah's response is, I think, what our, I, I think it would be what my response would be. If I all of a sudden find myself in my apartment and I'm looking and God is right there. The the interesting thing about his response is what you said earlier, that he was already like, you know, Isaiah is a prophet. So he was right. already out there and doing God's work. Doing prophet and, work. And, right. And, <laughs> and speaking to the people and right. being a servant of the Lord. Right. So what was what was his response? So Isaiah's response was this. I'm going to read it straight from scripture. Isaiah 6, um, oh. verse, what? 5. 5. You want me to start with five? Uh, verse 5? I'm sorry, I went down. Verse 5. And I said, this is Isaiah, and I said, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So I, in, in his encounter with God, being a prophet, being a prophet, speaking already and doing his work. Isaiah's response was essentially this: 
holy cow, I'm a sinner. <laughs> that's a good paraphrasing. Right? Isaiah, when he, when, he, when he encounters God, what he realizes, and it's not God talking. God didn't say, you're a sinner, a sinner, Isaiah. No, it was, I stand before the most holy God, and I am a sinner. I do not deserve to be standing before him. Right. <clears throat> then it says, then one of the seraphim, which is one of the angels, flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongues, with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and he said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy to me that the angel had to take the coal out with tongs. Yes. Right. It, it and, 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 it the way I, and the way I read this, right? So he took the, the out. So he took the coal with the tongs out of the altar mm -hmm. and placed it in his hand and, and touched Isaiah's lips. And he redeemed his lips, his lips. He redeemed his speech. He redeemed his speech, he, which we know, right? It's, it's, it's our speech is directly connected to what? To our heart, to our heart. And he cleaned Isaiah. He atoned him. Um, excuse me. Um, he took his guilt and his sin has said, your guilt has been taken and your sin has been atoned for. So to kind of, to kind of like bring it to kind of maybe a way we would understand it is this. It's, that's when we accept Christ's sacrifice for ourselves. And, you know, we are forgiven. And it says we are made clean. Right. The old. Right. Is passed, has passed away. Or in this case, like burned out with the coal. Burned out with the coal. And the new has come. Now, now you, now you are a new create. God sees you anew. Right. And so for me, the, the, so as, as I'm reading the scripture, you know, ultimately that is, that is the call that God has for Isaiah. That's where it begins because you see anything that happens, anything that happens after this does not happen. If Isaiah has not been atoned for, right? If Isaiah's sins have not been forgiven, God's not going to, God's not going to ask him this next question. Right. Do you, do, you, do you follow me? Right. So, so point number one would be in the, in this verse, uh, in this verses uh, five, five and six, five, six and seven, if we bring them together, you know, you know, guys, when we are presented with the saving grace of Jesus, we have a choice. And the choice is, do we accept it or do we reject it? Um, when we come face to face with God through the preaching of his word. Or like my grandfather, my step-grandfather, who came face-to-face -face, face -face with Jesus in a dream. He had to respond. You have to, listeners, you have to respond when you come face-to-face -face with Jesus. Like right now, do you know him as your savior? Have you made him Lord of your life? That's the question you have to answer for yourself because any, cause I'm going to tell you this right now. And I've said this to, to all those kids that anything after this, 
will not apply to you if you don't know Christ. If you not have if you have not accepted his 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 grace, if you have not accepted his forgiveness, if you have not been washed by the blood of the lamb. The next two points are irrelevant to you. Okay? It was dead honest. Right. Okay? It's good. So point number 1 is the call. So this is this is what I this is what I ask you. Have you been cleansed of your sin? Have you accepted Christ? Now, for those of you that have, this next, this next, this next verse is for you. Okay, uh, Jay, why don't uh, why don't you read verse um, eight, verse eight. Um, and read it read it up to um, just read that just read the Lord's question. Okay. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? So right after, right after Isaiah has, has been cleansed, has, he's been atoned for, right? Scripture says, right? Once again, his guilt has been taken away. His sin has been atoned for. God asks him a very, or God kind of, it's funny, right? Cause he, God doesn't really ask him specifically, right? He doesn't say, you he's not saying hey isaiah hey isaiah but in the vision who's the only one in the room <laughs> well the angels are there well the angels are there but we know he's not speaking to them mm-hmm. right they're already serving him right oh but so was isaiah isaiah was but god was going somewhere deeper with this yeah go ahead right say it right so God, God, what God was asking for, what God was asking for was a deeper, more intimate commitment with him with this question. Let me, let me put it, let me kind of, kind of put it this way. When Jesus first shows up and he, he's, it's, the Bible tells us that he's walking around saying, you know, hey, repent for the kingdom of God is near, Right. He looks at the disciples, right? He looks at, at Peter, right? Looks at his brother and he says, follow me. Goes, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. I'll make you fishes of men. Right. Now we know, right? These guys had heard him speak. Right. They knew who he was. Right? Now Jesus, when he stepped up to them, what was he asking them? He was asking them for a deeper commitment than they, than they had at that moment. Because at that moment, they're fishermen. They're good guys in the community, right? They go to temple, mm-hmm. right? They go to Jewish Sunday school, Jewish <laughs> Saturday school. I don't know, right? Whatever the, that equivalent might be, right? They're good guys. They, they, probably, they give their tithes. But Jesus is asking for a deeper commitment. Jesus is, or God, God in, in this, in this verse, when he's saying, who will go for me? I'm sorry. I lost my, lost my place there. Who will go for us? When he goes, whom, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Funny. He says us, but we're not going to, we're not going to dive into it. Think about it. When he says, who will go for us? He is asking for a deeper commitment. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, 
ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what I propose, what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to, to get to you is this, is that when, when you accept Jesus Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, that is not where it ends. I believe that, that that is just the first step of what the next question God wants to ask you is. See, but this is, this is right. And this is good. It's good stuff because a lot of, and this happens, this happens with all of us, right? When we believe, when we first come to that encounter with God, right? We get real excited. Yes. And we hear a lot of people talk to us and tell us, oh, you're going to be this, or I see this over you. I see that over you. Right. Right. And so because of that, and of course, because of the excitement that we're feeling right now, that happiness, that just that, that, you, that joy, that yes. joy that we're feeling, you know, we want to do everything, right. You want to do everything and everything and everything. And so we can get caught up doing a bunch of different things. Right. Right. Because, you know, we feel that that's what we're supposed to do, but yet this, from my understanding and what you're teaching, right? Right, God was specific, right? God specifically gave like um like a focused question, right? Yes. Who will I send? Who will go for us? Who? Right? So Isaiah. So so right. And and that's what you mentioned before about about the call, right? Yes. And he's, it's it's a very specific. It's a very specific thing. Remember the first step. It's like um. I used to, I used to, growing up, people used to say, you know, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Right. And then one day I said, well, you know, actually that's backwards. Jesus is my Savior first. Right? He's my Savior first. Now, I choose, after he becomes my Savior, I choose to make him my Lord. Right. Right? To follow him in Lordship and he ha- follow his Lordship. So think of it, think of it in, in those sense. You have been redeemed. But now what God, God is saying, hey, you've got my redemption. Right? When I look at this, I think Isaiah could have been like, I've been redeemed. Yes. And he, I'm going to go back doing what I've been doing. Because right. it's for you, God. Right? And he could have, and, and, but God's like, no, listen. Here's the question. Who's going to go for me? Who's going to go for us? And what, what did Isaiah say? Who's going to follow us deeper? And Isaiah's response is what? Here I am, send me. And that's the deeper commitment. And that is the commitment. Here I am, here I am. You know, uh, Isaiah used um, uh, I, right? Very inclusive um, word. You know, he didn't go, well, I I can do it. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, who will go for me? I'm right here. I will do it. I will go for you. I will, whatever it is that you need me to go do, I will do it. Right. Send me, Lord. Send me. And so, you know, um, like I have here in the note, in my notes, and, and really what, what Isaiah is saying here, when he says, I will go, is that he's saying, and, you know, we've heard this before, right? This is Deuteronomy. This is the sec, one of the, you know, one of the two commandments Jesus gave us. I give you my body, my soul, my mind. My thoughts, my attitudes, my choices, my times, uh, my things, my skills, my talents, my abilities, all of me. I will do it. I will go. I will follow. I will follow you 
no matter where we go. Now, if we want to, there's, there's, you know, me and Jay were talking about this, this guy earlier. Paul is a great example of this. Paul gave everything to follow God. Right? He answered that call. Right? I will go. So here's then the question um, for you guys. There's a question for me and Jay. You know, God right now, right now, God is saying, Jay, who's going to go for me? He's saying, Joaquin, who's going to go for me? He's saying, Angel, who's going to go for me? He's saying, whoever else is out there, I don't know your name. Put your name there. Who's going to go for me? And this is this, it's a good it's a good question to ask yourself, yes. right? Because I mean, I'm sure you know or you've known a lot of people within the church that um they don't know like they don't know that that the call that they that they have to give the commitment to has to come from God and not from man. Yes, right? Because a lot of people listen to the call from their pastor. Right. Right. Oh man, I think you're going to be a good preacher. And, oh, I'm going to be a preacher. You know, I'm going to be a preacher. Yeah. They pursue um, that, but that's not, that's not, you know, that's not what God asked of them. Right. That's like, not what like God when, put in them. Right. Like when we talked about where, you know, sometimes you see some churches where the, the, the father's a pastor and then all of a sudden the son's a pastor. Right. And it's like, well, is the son yeah. a pastor because God called him to be a pastor or is the son a pastor because he's expected to be the pastor so he could take over the church right. once the father retires? Because I... I don't think I've seen anywhere where a call is inherited right. by the son, from father to son. Like Elijah to Elisha, yeah, but they weren't father and son. Right, right. And, and, and that's different, though, because that was, that was something that came from, came from where? It came from God. It came from God. You know, um, <clears throat> God told Samuel, anoint David. Right. You know, um, God didn't say, hey, Samuel, your kid will be, your kid will be, you know, fact, the next king. Samuel's kids were horrible. They were terrible kids. <laughs> <laughs> they were not very good kids. Um, so when we talk about when we talk about this commitment, this calling, the the, the call, you know, the, the the reality is the original calling is is the Holy Spirit is God calling you to salvation, guys. Ultimately, that is the calling. That's the call, and that is the call. It is it is God saying, "Hey, I love you." And I want you in my family. That's the call we have to respond to. Now, once we respond to that, right, then it's the commitment. Are we going to commit, truly commit everything to God? Even if it takes us to a scary place, even if it takes us to a place that we're not quite sure we want to be at, you know, and, and, and this is, and this is, this, and I'll share this story and we'll go to point three. I knew a missionary in Africa. Um, I met a missionary in Africa. He was a Korean missionary, a successful businessman. God said, I want you to be a missionary in Africa. He sold his stuff. I think he kept an apartment and a car in, in Korea, sold everything else, moved to Africa. In Africa, in the jungles of Africa, it was him, his wife, and his two kids. One of his kids gets sick and dies. Okay, one of his kids gets sick and die. He asks his wife, what do you want to do? 
And she said, whatever it is that you want to do. He was so, he was hurting. Um, so, uh, and he saw his wife was hurting. So he said, well, we'll, we'll go back to Korea. So they went back to Korea and they went back to their apartment in their car. And he said they were in Korea for six months. And he said it was the most miserable six months of his life because God had called him to be a missionary in Africa. Now imagine, you know, we, it, we, we always, it's like the, it's like when I was growing up, people used to joke, I'll be a missionary and people pray, you know, Lord, I'll be a missionary. Just please don't send me to Africa. Hmm. Right. I want to be in a missionary, like in Palm, like Palm beach. I want to be a missionary in like Oceanside. I want to be a missionary in Daytona beach, right? Somewhere nice. Right. Miserable six months of his life. Hurting. Hurting. Dude, I don't have kids. Now I know Jay can imagine maybe what it might feel like to lose your, your kid. And, and, um, I can't, I can't, can't. can't. (laughs) but, but, you know, but you know what? Six months. Then he says, we're going back. Then they sell completely sell everything. They sell the apartment, they sell the car. And they go right back to the same village where his kid died to serve God. You see, serving God, it's not about, oh, if it's easy, it's not about, oh, I should enjoy this. Because I don't think he enjoyed going back. Not at all. I know his wife didn't enjoy going back because we know um, just the attachment mothers have to their children. I don't think his son enjoyed going back where his, where his sibling died. But when you commit to follow Jesus, when you commit to follow the Lord, he is not going to take you or he's not always going to take you to places you're going to like. And we need to get that out of our heads. Well, there is no biblical evidence of that. Right? At all. No. I mean, the greatest missionary in the Bible had all kinds of terrible things happen to him. Right? <laughs> right? And me and Jay actually talked about this earlier. Paul had all kinds of terrible. We don't, we're not even going to go into him. Mm-mm. We had all, time, all kinds of terrible things happen to him. On what we said before, shipwrecked, bitten by snakes. I mean. Thrown in jail. Yet, <laughs> yet he was like, I do this for the glory of God. Right. I mean, he has an ailment that God won't take away. He says, you know what? I will accept God's grace and I will do this for his glory. And that's my, that's kind of my, that's like my little synopsis of all of Paul. What he <laughs> said, right? He said, I will do it for God's glory. He said, I would rather, I would rather be here on earth sh- sharing God's word than to be in heaven. Like that's crazy, right? Especially knowing all the stuff he went through. So we need to get this idea that when we commit to the Lord, when we say, God, I'm going to commit to you, this idea of, oh, these are my dreams. These are my desires. These are my passions. You can have them. You can, you can even pursue them to, to an extent. Mm-hmm. But you need to be ready to lay them aside. But you need to be ready to answer the call. But you need to be ready to answer the call. <laughs> you need to be ready to lay them aside. I was getting there. You need to be ready <laughs> to lay them aside <laughs> to answer what God has called you do now here's the funny thing about and this is how this verse ends and this is how this whole thing ends he's atoned for he's forgiven his sins are cleaned 
God asks him the question, who's going to go? Isaiah says, here I am, send me. He commits. He says, I will commit to you. Then, then, verse 9, verse 9, I can't see because I'm growing old and blind. And he said, go and, and say this to the people. To the people. I, and we're not going to go go down to what he told them to tell the people because that's not what I want us to focus on. What I want us to focus on is this. Isaiah said, I will go. And God said, go and tell the people. In other words, God told him what he wanted him to do. After he got the commitment from Isaiah. See, here's the thing. I grew up in church. And I grew up in church always being told, pray, pray to God. Ask him what he wants you to do. Pray to God for his will for your life. And I spent many, many nights, right, as a young man, as an old man. Lord, what's your will for my life? 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 But then it hit me. God's not, you know why God's not showing me the will for my life? Because I haven't committed my life for him to show me what he wants me to do. And I saw this very clearly in this, in, in this, in this passage, you know, we want God because that's the, and, and this is where that, the, the old joke uh, that I said earlier about Lord, I'll be a missionary. Just don't send me to Africa because what we want is we want God to tell us what he wants us to do so that then we we can negotiate with him. Or worse, tell God. Right? Or tell him, no, well, tell, I'm not going to do that. Or, or even worse, tell him, you know, this is what I like to do. So this is what I want you to tell me to do. What well, right? I want you to tell me to do, right. I want you to come along, come alongside me for what I perceive as the call you have over my life. Yes. Yes. Right? And, and then a lot of that goes into the whole... <laughs> keep going back to episodes like the whole making Jesus famous thing right oh right. I want to do this because I want to pursue TV I want to pursue television I want to you know right. but Movies, you know whatever. you can I want to be an artist I want to be you can come alongside me actor, in this because yes. this is what I want to do right and so we tend to have it backwards right we tend to we tend to answer Jesus's call we tend to accept Jesus into our lives we begin to kind of live a church life but then we begin to say God what do you want me to do what do you want me to do? Oh, you want me to be a missionary? I can, I, think I can commit to that. You want me to be a missionary in Nepal? I don't know that I can do that. In Iraq. Right? You want me to be a missionary in Iraq? But Lord, I'm really good at like writing songs and <laughs> playing guitar. I'm a good guitar player. Right? I mean, can, can, I can, I can serve you. I can go there like on, sh you know, short term missions and yeah, I can serve you that way. And let's say that's what you do. But then you find yourself to not really be fulfilled in doing what it is that God has called you to do. And you find yourself still asking the question, God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to do? Because we never fully committed. When we commit fully, then we get the commission. The, the third point. Then we get God saying, this is, this is what I want for, for you. Now, Isaiah, Isaiah had, had the awesomest way of, of, um, Isaiah had the awesomest way of, of getting that, um, confirmation, 
right? Because literally, God literally said to him, this is what I want you to say to the people. Like, he is standing in the room. Sometimes we ask ourselves, well, how do I know? And then this is where, you know, being in scripture, this is where being in a Bible-believing, uh, Holy church. Spirit-filled church uh, comes in. So that, so that, so that either through, through a very just um, affirming word from someone else, uh, through, through God, even God himself affirming it to you. Um, so, so that, you know, this is, this is what, this is what he wants you to do. And, and even, you know what, and listen, sometimes we feel like we, we feel that we've heard from God and we begin moving in a direction, you know, and God, God always has a way of correcting us, correcting our path as we're following him. Um, if, it, if, we're, if we're not quite, if we maybe quite didn't get it right, we kind of missed it a little bit. And once again, well, Paul's the example of this. Paul wanted to go preach. And Paul's like, you know what? I'm going to go over here to preach. And he went going that way. And what happened? God stopped him. Then God stopped him. He did it like, like uh, two or three times, right? Right. And then finally in a dream, God said, no, this is where I want you to go. And Paul, that's where Paul went. You know, Paul knew, Paul committed, he knew he had that call to go preach to the Gentiles. So yeah, I'm going to go preach to the Gentiles. And then God maneuvered him to where God wanted him to go. But you have to have that commitment. You have to answer the call. Got to commit. Commit and be willing to say, I just, I'm, you know what? I'm putting it all on the table, God. Whatever it is. Because, Whatever it is. And that's the thing, right? Because. God didn't say who will, you know, who will answer the call and who will go for us to do this thing. Right. Right. Like Isaiah didn't know beforehand right. what it was that he was committing himself to. Right. Right. He said, right. Who will answer the call? Who will go for who, us? Who will go for us? Period. After, after Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Then God told him, okay, this is what, right. This is what I need. Because remember, to Isaiah, this had is al- what I need you to say. Isaiah had already been speaking to the people. So if it feels like who will go for me and continue preaching to the people. But but the thing is that but, but the thing is this, right? Because this is the this is the catcher. If and and if you're listening to this, then you know finish finish that chapter. Right? Right. I'm not even gonna say anything, but just finish the chapter so you can see that it's like if I can imagine, right? Isaiah, after all this glory and all that wonderment, and then hearing what God. What he did, what he had just committed to, what God right. told him to say, right. like he, <laughs> I can imagine Isaiah saying, "Oh, oh, oh, really? dang, oh, really, really, God, really, uh, really, can, yeah, can, can I do something else?" <laughs> yeah, because because Isaiah, you know, and yeah, read it, but just know Isaiah was like, like he was like fire and brimstone guy. Yes, to, he was to, to the to the um, to the Jewish people, but, like but he, he was bringing he was bringing a hard we say a hard word. He was bringing he was a fire and brimstone guy because that's exactly what God told him to do, told him to say. Yes, right. He didn't veer, he didn't veer from what God told him to say. Right, right. None of this about oh no, right. but it'll be offensive. Oh, but nope. they won't like me. No, nope. God said, God said, right, who will, you know who will go for us? Who we send? Who will go for us? Here I am. Send me. This is what you're gonna say. And say he it. went and he said it. And he said it. Right? And that's that <laughs> commitment because yes. God told him to say it and he said it. And he said it, yes. And so uh, my friends were we're kind of getting to that time. Um so you know 
I want to encourage any of you, any of you that out there that are listening is that, you know, uh, you can go to the website and, and I, I kind of, I wrote this all out right. um, in a more a little shortened uh, form. Uh, you can read what I wrote. Um, and I want to, I want to challenge you to, to ask yourself, number one, have you, have you answered, have you answered the call? Have you, I'm going to tell you right now, if you heard this, if you heard this, if you heard this all the way through, God right now just was saying to you and has been saying to you, you know, I love you and I want you in my family. Right. The call is the call to redemption. The call is the call to, very good, the call to redemption. Right now you're receiving that call. Have you accepted Christ into your life? And it's real simple. It's not about a prayer. It's, it's about, it's about saying, you know what, Jesus, I accept your sacrifice. I accept that you died for my sins and I believe in it wholeheartedly. And I want you to, to, to step into my life and change it. Now, for those, now, for those of you that haven't done that tonight's the night, yo, and then follow, then follow the rest. Will you wholeheartedly commit to go wherever he asks you to go? And then, and then doing it when he asks you. Now, for those of you that are believers that have accepted it, have you made the commitment to do what he wants you to do and then doing it? And I, and, and I, and I'm, this is going to be my last disclaimer on this. We're not talking about that. You have to go be a preacher or you have to be some kind of worship vocational minister. God could call you to be an eighth grade boys Sunday school teacher. Are you answering that? He could call you to be the person that runs the food pantry in your church and to be the one that, that brings, um, brings literally gives food to those in need. That could be what you do for 20 years in your church, but, but, because that's what God's called you to do. So don't think of it in these, in these large schemes of preacher, vocational minister. God has a specific call for all of us. The thing is, is are you committed to doing it even if it makes you feel uncomfortable? Or even if it's not something that you want it. Or, or even if it's, if it's not, not something that you want, that's glamorous, or that you think you can do. And when we fully commit ourselves like that, when we fully commit ourselves to the Lord, he will let us know. But he's not going to tell you until he knows that you're ready to commit to him 100. percent That's right. All right. And so, um, anything else to say? Check out the new website. Check out the new website at uh, thisisoutcry.com. It's awesome. And with that being said, we are finished uh, with this episode. We're finished for the evening. Please uh, reply to us in the comments. Let us know what you yes. think. Comments tell me, activated. Hey, you know what? Tell me, tell me it blessed you. Tell me I'm wrong. Let me know that you listened. Yeah, let's continue the conversation right. in the comments. We'll continue the convo. Uh, guys, uh, all of you out there that are listening, and uh, people, we have we've had people in Brazil, I saw Canada, that. and all over the place. Hey, we're so glad that you're with us. Um, we love you. We love everyone that's listening. God loves you. And can't wait to talk to you guys next week. With that being said, my name is Joaquin. I'm still Jay. And he's still Jay. And this is the Overflow Podcast. 
at thisisoutcry.com. Talk to you next week. Brothers and sisters. Thank you.